Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, Today is another episode of the Insider Secrets uh, series and we've got some guests with us, Damien and Hayley Windle, who live over at Norman Park. Damien and Hayley, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Good to be here, yeah. So we've known these guys for a little while. Um, Damien runs a business, which we'll chat a little bit towards the end, PCS Finance. Um, we let him do a bit of a plug towards the end of it. But um, we'll start off talking about Norman Park and um, and why you sort of picked Norman Park to live in as a suburb. Oh, we've lived in this area for about 20-odd years. Um, it's just attracted to it mainly because of the... Um, type of houses that were here and it's got close uh, access to the city where my office is. Uh, it's got good schools and it just, yeah, just felt like a really nice place to live. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's a big part of why we choose suburbs, you know, as you mentioned, schools, you know, accessibility to the employment hubs. And when we're talking about Norman Park, we're only six kilometres by road to the east of the Brisbane CBD. But um, there's other ways to get into the CBD, which we'll we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, really close proximity and um, nice, desirable area. So if we just jump in uh, quickly before we talk about some of the little local quirky sort of areas of Norman Park, as in coffee shops and whatnot. Um, and we'll let Melinda do her little data part onto the show where um, she can talk about some of the median values and um, what money buys and demographics in the area. Yeah, well, Norman Park um, has a number of suburbs that surround it, including East Brisbane, Cooparoo, Morningside and Hawthorne. Um, it also has some riverside access as well. And straight across the river, you've got New Farm on the northern banks um, from there. Now, the median value currently at the time of recording is $880,000. But what I will note is that there's huge price disparity between entry-level buying and top end um, values in this suburb. So a great suburb uh, that we've talked about in previous podcasts for that, um, you know, renovation strategy where you're buying in, adding value and locking in some equity. One thing about Norman Park is that there are high and low um, lying areas. So you do need to check your flood maps um, because there are a lot of flood impacted properties uh, typically to the north of the railway line that runs through. It is serviced by a train station, which we'll get through Um, and speak about a little bit later. So to the north of the train line, largely LMR zoning, which is low to medium density residential. Um, There are a lot of pre-war homes. So even with that zoning, which typically allows for units and townhouse development, uh, a lot of those homes cannot be removed from the site. So there's a bit of infill development happening there. But to the southern side of the train line, all character zoning, Um, Damien and Hayley, you guys live in the the character zoning area as well. Very high-end homes, many with city views as well. Um, And just some facts, Kevin Rudd actually owned a home in Norman Crescent while he was in office, Um, but he's since sold that. And Wally Lewis also was a local resident of uh, Norman Park. Don't know whether you guys knew that. We knew Kevin Rudd was here, but not uh, Wally Lewis. The king. (laughs) So just in terms of what your money buys in the suburb, now one-bedroom entry-level units, um, and these will be your older style units. Um, start entry price around $265,000. Um, two bedroom does jump up to the high 300s um, to around $450,000. They're the units, houses, entry level buying for a complete renovator, typically on a main road or less desirable location will be 
around the 600s, um, but otherwise for a better location between seven and $800,000 on small blocks. But as I mentioned, with that price disparity, you do have um, higher end homes approaching that $2 million mark, uh, many with city views, many larger blocks and uh, very desirable pockets within the suburbs. So that's a bit of a wrap for the stats. Yeah, so I noticed um, actually when we turned up to your guy, you uh, your house today, guys, um, from the front deck, there's a nice view to the city. So six mm-hmm. Ks from the CBD, you do, because you get some elevation in certain areas, you actually do pick up some really nice views um, back towards the CBD. Is that a reason you sort of bought here or in this location? Yeah, the views are, are very appealing um, and the proximity. Uh, obviously, we've got the nice north easterly aspect out the front, so we've got the nice breezes and, um, yeah, positioning there. Yeah, with our last home, we were in a low-lying area in, in the street, which is not far from where we are here. But after living there for about 10 years, uh, we knew our next move, we wanted to get a property that was elevated, not necessarily with city views, but certainly with um, suburban views and northeastly facing. So yeah, it's a uh, nice outlook. The city view has been a bonus, but it is nice just looking out at the trees and um, other areas of Norman Park from our veranda. Yeah, I think it's really important for people to understand um, the style of homes that, you know, uh, are in the area, but also, you know, the pockets within Norman Park. So if you're shopping for a home in this location, there are different areas. And as I mentioned before, there's that that section on the northern side of the, the railway corridor. And typically that's where all of the units and townhouses are. And obviously on this side, on the south side there, there's more of the quality homes, um, executive homes and some more of those new builds on the smaller 405 square metre blocks um, that have been subdivided and that's all a result of gentrification in the area. So um, if we move on to some transport side of it, obviously for you guys, your office is in the city, Um, you've got a couple of boys, Um, one's still at school, one's out in the workforce now. Um, What about transport and getting around? You mentioned we talked about trains a little bit, things like buses, getting around, walking. What's the transport side of things like? Yeah, the transport's good. I mean, the uh, railway's only maybe about a five to seven minute walk. Uh, there's bus stop literally, you know, 100 metres down the road. Um, I drive to work each day. It's probably about uh, in peak hour. It's about probably maybe 30 to 40 minutes sometimes, but on a good run, you're in there at 15, 20 minutes. The good thing about living here, it does give you at least two or three different ways to get into the city. Mm. Result, there's other pockets of East Brisbane, um, like Bulimba and Hawthorne, there's only one corridor to get out of there and we've got friends that live in that area and it's, it can be quite a, a nightmare and um, peak hour traffic to get onto the main road into the city. What yeah. about riding to work? Don't do that now? Oh, I used to do that about 10 years ago, but um, <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> I have actually um, been driving along that Wynnum Road um, on the odd occasion and I've seen people using the electric scooters. You know, it looks like they're commuting to and from the CBD by electric scooter. And I've been that person stuck in the gridlock traffic and yeah. they've just scooted straight past me. So, you know, there's mm. another option, I guess, if you are this close. To, to take on board those electric scooters as yeah, a transport option. Not me, a bit too dangerous for me, I think. If I come off one of them, I'm in trouble. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, the bike paths definitely improved since we've been here. Mm. So mm. you do see a lot more people riding their bikes. Yeah, and scooters, yeah. So, so what about um, parkland then for things? Is there anything else, things like national parks, picnic areas, playgrounds, um, on, on that side of things for lifestyle? There are quite a few parks around that have really good um, kids' play areas. Um, There's Skateboard Bowl in the park just at the end of our street. 
Um, and then there's another skate park down at Cooparoo um, for the older kids and particularly because we have boys. So we have, you know, had the boys there quite a bit over the years. But other than that, even when the kids were little, you know, it would always be the play group at the park and that's where you'd meet up. And so, yeah, there's Perth Street Park. Seven Hills Bushland. Yeah, Seven Hills Bushland for walking, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah some great tracks in there. I think a lot of people wouldn't even realise that Bushland is even in there and um, mm. uh, it's quite a big area and, yeah, it's a beautiful place to walk of early of the morning or evening and take the dog through there and it's very mm. safe. There's a good local uh, secret just there. So if you are in the area and looking to buy around this region, um, you know, consider the Seven Hills Parkland um, retreat. It is something that you might see on a map that you might not know that it exists and, and what it is like. But, you know, great place, according to Damo, to take your dog for a walk early morning or, or late in the evening. Now, I, I do believe you mentioned something a while ago about a Camp Hills Bowls Club. Um, said something about City Views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Camp Hills Bowls Club. Uh, it's on top of a hill and, uh, yeah, the breathtaking views of the city. You really have to go up there to understand what it looks like. It's uh, it's a great place, again, for a Sunday afternoon, drink and relax and mm-hmm. watch the sunset. Do they do a barefoot bowls? They do play they barefoot do. bowls. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty common. There's another one, uh, I think, Merthyr Road down in New Farm. Oh, yeah. Very well known for that. So, yes. so Camp Hill Bowls Club, Sunday afternoon for a quiet yes. beer and a bit of barefoot right. bowls. Yes. yes. <laughs> and city views. Cheap, cheap drinks as well. Some of the prime real estate sitting on the top of the yeah. hill and it's a bowls club, I bet. Um... See, now that's a golden nugget takeaway, that one. <laughs> Um, what about schools? Um, so I know that you've had your two boys go through um, Churchy. Um, any any other local primary schools or anything like that that you know of in the area? Were you here then when they were at primary school? Yeah, they went to primary school at Norman Park State School, which yep. is just around the corner, and it's a pretty it's a good feeder school into Churchy. So quite a few boys end up um, at Churchy from there. There's Camp Hill State School that way, which is not far. St. Thomas's. St. Thomas's. There's Cooparoo State Primary School just that way, all within sort of five to ten minutes, really. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. So if you don't, don't um, can't see Hayley with her pointing, um, check it out on a map just to, to show you where that Camp Hill Primary School and the other primary schools are, but um, predominantly within Norman Park, Norman Park Primary School, and it is a great primary school. Just check those school catchment boundaries um, if you haven't already, if you're considering this area. So I know that, as, as we've mentioned, your boys are a bit older now. Um, so the mother's group side of it, we won't, we won't touch on that. That's probably those days are well past. All I can say is check out the local Facebook groups <laughs> to, to connect with mother's groups in the area. Um, yeah. But as you mentioned, Hayley, there were some play groups that you were a part of when the boys were younger. Definitely, yes. And actually just touching on the Camp Hill Bowls Club thing, on a Sunday afternoon there are kids, like little kids everywhere just running all over. So they're very um, relaxed yep. about having the kids there. Which is on good. A, yeah, really, really good for families. Yeah. So, yeah. So obviously then if we've moved from the mother's group and life's changed, there's probably a bit of coffee drinking happening. So mm-hmm. give us some tips on um, uh, some local um, coffee shops or cafes or restaurants so we can tell people where to go to. Well, it is really nice to have coffee shops in walking distance from where we live. That's another part of this area that we love. Um, Our favourite coffee shop is the Grumpy Monkey. Um, Excellent service, excellent coffee. Um, Free brownies. Always busy. Free brownies. Free brownies. With every coffee, they give you a little little piece of brownie. Yeah, Yeah. and the coffee shop um, is quite busy and then next door has now popped up a little florist um, and they've 
just grown and grown. So, um, yeah, and then obviously there's more coffee shops down the road. Yeah, there's restaurants to walk to. So yeah, when we first moved here, there were you had to drive to get a coffee, and now you've probably got four or five different options. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So the Grumpy Monkey, uh, we we drove past this morning on our way to meet you guys here, and yeah. um, it was flooding out onto the footpath, and you wouldn't have been able to get a car park outside. So mm. good benefit for you guys is that it is just around the corner, and you mm. can just um, take a nice stroll down there, grab your coffee, and. Uh, what a bonus getting a brownie as well yeah. i'd be um that'd be yeah attracting me for sure um and any restaurants any little local tips on that one uh yeah we tend to go down to a, a local red galanga it's a asian uh restaurant takeaway we'll sit in the best thing about it is it's byo so we walk down there with a few beers and Nice bottle of red wine and take the dog and sit outside and, yeah, it's good service, good food and at a reasonable price. Perfect. That sounds like an amazing lifestyle. Walk down with the dog, a few beers, a bottle of wine um, and sit out on the pavement and enjoy an evening meal on a Friday night. What No better way to end the week. Sounds like a good lifestyle. And then a Sunday to the Bowls Club. That's it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Lifestyle in Norman Park. Sounds great. So, um Obviously, then uh, during the week, I suppose, or maybe on a weekend, you've got to do your groceries and some some shops. Um, are, we, are we close to any sort of shopping centres, villages, things like that? Well, actually, just on the restaurant thing, I was I was thinking um, really close to here is the Gabba Precinct. Yep. Um, and that has really beautiful high-end restaurants like your Anateca, um, the Pearl Cafe, um, and a couple of others have just popped up. So if you're looking, and often we are looking just for that next next level restaurant, um, they have some beautiful spots there that we go to now and again as well without the dog and without the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you actually have to and get dressed up for that. That's right, exactly. Date night. And, yes. and that so will no, probably that's... change too because there's a fair bit of redevelopment around the Gabba area as well. So obviously the Gabba being pretty close to Norman Park, yes. um, good little area to, to look at and look at for the future as well. Really close, yeah. So supermarkets, where do you go to for the the shopping, Hayley? I know it's something I hate, but, um, you know, are you an online shopper or is there somewhere local that you tend to head to? Oh, I struggle with online shopping consistently. I do it sporadically now and again when it suits me, but generally um, Woolies at Cooparoo I know is a really good spot for me to shop and yeah. it works for me, so I tend to take myself there every week. It's probably a... 10-minute drive from here to there, you know, by the time I've parked the car, so it's pretty handy. But the other one that's just popped up recently is Samuel Street Village, which is also about a 5- to 10-minute drive from here, and it is a brand-new big development a little bit um, along the lines of the James Street Market. Nice. So it's got um, uh, heaps of new shops, coffee shops, food, restaurants. Yeah, so that's I've been going there as well. Perfect. And where do you go for the the bread and the milk? Is there somewhere local that you can walk to? Samuel Street, but no. Yeah, well, we're we're a bit fussy with our bread. We used to go to a local bakery, but I think as you get older, you start to look for things that might be a bit more quality and you're prepared to pay for it. So I'll tend to drive to Samuel Street. Um, There's a good bakery there uh, that we'll go to, or there's another really good one at Wollongabba. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Um, good. All right, so our next one is, um, well, you've talked about the dogs. So obviously the, you've got a dog, um, yeah. Seven Hills Parkland, um, obviously walking tracks, a um, lot of opportunities around there, bike tracks, um, obviously, and then close to the CBD, the Gabba Precinct, which is not far from South Bank. 
um, close to get the South Bank area. Really um, close to yeah. South Bank, yeah, which is another place that we go to now and again, don't we? To the, all the restaurants along the side there. Yeah, as I mentioned before with bike tracks, I mean, I used to do a lot of running. You can literally run from my front door all the way into South Bank without, oh, you would have to run on the road for a short period of time, but there's literally a bike track that takes you right into South Bank. So mm. um, either by, yeah, as I said, riding or, or running, either way. And we did do some family bike rides, didn't we? And yeah. we'd just take the bike tracks all the way in and we'd get into South Bank. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds like a good lifestyle when you can, you know, hop on the bikes as a family, um, take the bike paths in all the way into the city, enjoy an ice cream or some lunch at the the Southland Parklands, Pat take, perhaps take your swimmers and um, mm. dive in for a yeah. bit of a cool off before you ride home. So yeah. just keep that in mind. You are only six kilometres by road, but, um, you know, not much further by bike path out to avoid the, the traffic and, and it's a good, easy family outing from here. So I, I first um, got to know um, Damien through hockey and then with some triathlons and um, when we were a bit fitter. What do you do to stay fit now, mate? Is, is there anything in particular, any areas around here that you use? Uh, we do go to the, I go to the Clem, Clem Jones Sports Centre. Uh, they've got gyms and swimming pool and uh, if you're into basketball and that type of thing. So I tend to go to the pool there, 50 metre pool. Uh, me and my son would go to the gym there from time to time. But these days I'm probably just a bit more into bit more leisure, bit more yep. walking. Walking through Seven Hills with the dog. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds much more um, age appropriate, let's yes. just say. We all yeah. slow down a little bit as we get older. We mm-hmm. It's it's not too far here from obviously the um, the hockey centre as well, if anyone's into hockey. Yeah. Um, the state hockey centre and then in Carina East have got a hockey centre out there with yeah. artificial turf and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's at Clem Jones. East Rugby Union at the East end Rugby of the street. Yeah, yep. so it's really handy as well. And really our boys popular. played rugby union from sort of under sixes. So um, we're really linked in pretty close with the rugby union club, which is excellent for yeah. the family and yeah, the kids. Now, a girl question, I suppose. Yeah, where, where do you go to get your hair done here, Hayley? Well... Actually, I've been going to the same hairdresser for 20 years and even though I live in Norman Park, he's probably moved a couple of times but I just head to Morningside which is pretty much an adjacent suburb and by the time I take a couple of back streets, I'm there within eight minutes, seven to eight minutes. So So let's give the local business a plug. What's the name of your hairdresser? Crawford's Hairdressing. Yeah, Simon Crawford. So yeah, and he's uh, very good at what he does. So don't make him too busy. And if, that's, if, if he gets too busy, where's the local hairdresser that um, that people can head? There's a really good one down the road, Indigo, and there's also Crop on Bennett's Road, which I've been to a few times, and they've been there for a long time, and they're very good at what they do too. So. Yep. Perfect. Well, there's some insights there for all the ladies looking to get their hair done. Um, you can either head next door to the suburb of Morningside or there are some local options as well, um, you know, Perhaps not locations you can take the dog and um, and a six pack of beers, but um, when we go to the hairdresser, sometimes it's a bit of a treat to have a glass of bubbly while we're sitting there. Mm-hmm. So, um, look, is there is there a big secret to Norman Park apart from I think we've, we've given some some good ones with the uh, the Bowls Club and, uh, Seven, and, Hills and, and the Seven Hills Parklands and and obviously the Friday night down at uh, Red. Galanga, is it? Red Galanga, yep. yep. Um, and obviously the coffee shop of the Grumpy Monkey. But is there any other little secrets that you can tell us about 
lifestyle and, and why you live in sort of Norman Park at all? I would say my favourite that I often contemplate when I think of different areas, my favourite thing about this area is the accessibility to every different um, avenue. Like if you want to go south coast, you're literally straight on the gateway. You want to go north coast, you're straight on the gateway northbound. Mm-hmm. We're so close to the city, but we're not trapped in. We're sort of open. We're not in a pocket mm. somewhere anywhere. We're yeah. yeah, easily accessible to the city. We can go to Belimba if we want to. It's a seven, eight-minute drive down to Oxford Street. Yep. Uh, we can go for a drive down to Wynnum. It's 25 minutes. You know, like yeah. we're not, yeah, so it's a good location. So it sounds like you, you, you know, the the lifestyle that um, the location delivers for you really is perfect. The other thing that... Um, you have previously mentioned is that the median value here seems to be a little bit lower than some of those other suburbs that you've mentioned that mm. may not be quite as accessible being the Belimbas and the Hawthorns just because of the road network to get there. They are a little bit further away from the CBD as well. Mm. And uh, just a big tip for local buyers, that second runway has really impacted um, some of those premium suburbs around Belimba, Balmoral and Hawthorne just with new noise overlays, not previously impacted, but please check out those uh, flight maps if you haven't already, because it's really critical that you understand what is happening and what the future impact of flight noise might be. So I, I did mention before we do wrap things up, um, Damien has a, a business called PCS Finance. Um give us a quick rundown what you do and how to get in touch if people need to get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. Thanks for that, mate. Um, Look, just uh, in a nutshell, yeah, pcsfinance.com.au. It's probably easier to just look me up on the website, but essentially uh, it's a small finance broking company, um, similar to mortgage broking, but we specialise in sourcing finance for people wanting to buy management and letting rights businesses. Uh, That industry is fairly unique in Queensland. Um, It does exist in Victoria and New South Wales as well, but Maybe for those who are looking at relocating up to Queensland, need a career change, or looking at buying a business, uh, have a look at our website, uh, learn a bit about management letting rights and quite happy to uh, answer any of your questions or help you out with finance. Yeah, I think it's um, it's, a, uh, it's a funny part that we looked at uh, holidays up the coast and when you talk management rights for holiday places, people looking for a life change, um, we struggled to get accommodation up the coast over the Christmas break. It's so busy, even though people... We're locked out from everyone else or we've kept everyone locked out from us. Um, it's pretty busy up the coast. So the tourism side of things seems to be going all right in some areas. Yeah. Yeah. But I think locals are supporting locals at the moment, which is good. Yeah. Um, look, that's that's probably the end of uh, Norman Park, the Insider Secrets. Um, I'll let Melinda wrap things up. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. Really appreciate it and great to catch up. So thank no, you. Thank you. It's good fun. And uh, that's it for me. Take care and bye for now. Pleasure. Yep. Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Really appreciate you you coming on and sharing all those local insights. No worries. You're welcome. Anytime. (laughs) So that's a wrap for today's um, Insider Secrets series. I hope you've enjoyed getting all of the insights on Norman Park. As always, please share this podcast with your friends and family. And don't forget to leave us a review and tell us what you would like to hear in future episodes. You can get in contact with us uh, by emailing us or reaching out to us at streamlineproperty.com.au. I'm Melinda Jennison. We look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. 
If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.